in a world where trivia games are played on a podcast. One man reigns supreme and chooses the movie. While the loser must face his... Punishment episode. Oh God! Punishment spoilers. Armageddon. Michael Bay directs a thinly veiled sex metaphor film, and Bruce Willis plays Republican Space Jesus. This <laughs> is spoilers punishment. This is spoilers. Hey guys, this is Josh. Did you call that a sex metaphor film? Dude, it's about drilling. All the drilling? <laughs> Come on, dog. <laughs> Stevie, you love Transformers and you love this movie. Is that true? I love this movie. I tolerate the first Transformers. That's about as far as my Michael Bay love goes. Another proponent of this movie, staunch Republican Brett joining in from Fort Wayne. <laughs> God, Fox dude. News proponent, dude. I'm not. I'm not a staunch Republican, and you know it's that. Fine, you can be that. It's fine. This movie so is it. very staunch Republican. <laughs> I do like this movie though. <laughs> and Pappy, uh, you won trivia. And yeah, yay! Why did you sentence me to this movie in particular? I've been wanting to ask you that really bad. I don't know. I had a list of like potential punishment movies and I had never seen this one and like Michael Bay just seems so unintellectual and it just seems like the kind of movie that would like really get, get under your skin to have to like do an episode on. So that was personally for me then? Yes. Oh yeah. I have custom picks oh, okay. for everybody. <laughs> Speaking of custom picks, um, Jordan you created trivia and it wasn't biased against me at all and it was a great <laughs> time thank you for that Thank, thanks where Josh. are you recording from tonight brother jordan um back in north carolina pap to hit on like what you're talking about though you also recently sentenced another spoiler man to a punishment movie and i thought you might want to tease that out a little bit whenever we have contests on the podcast whoever wins gets to pick up punishment episode for the loser and they have to like do a episode on it so i hold hold both belts right now the trivia oh and the oscars oh, fuck off. i i clearly know the most about movies it's undisputable oh, at this point off. and so for mikey i gave him the choice of two movies because i was feeling extra nice he, <laughs> he could have done he could have done uh, the classic featured in uh, Sight and Sounds Top 250, 1001 Movies You Must See Before You Die, uh, the 100 or the 200 Days of Sodom. 120. 120 Days of Sodom, which is like apparently like classic. one of the most graphic films ever made about like, you know, sticking stuff up people's buttholes and uh, eating poop and that kind of stuff. But, poop and stuff. Yeah. He didn't pick that. He picked uh, the Francis Ford Coppola uh, directed classic, classic 
Jack, <laughs> starring Robin Williams. So it's two years in a row. Uh, Punishment movie has featured Robin Williams. Last year, Jordan, you had to do uh, The Fisher King, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, not great. Was it me, you, and Carter that did that? Carter chose it, I think, but I don't know if he was on the podcast, was he? That was I don't a think rough he was. movie, man. There's a lot of Robin Dong in that movie. A lot of Dong. <laughs> Not quite as bad as sticking things up people's butts and poop, though. I no, know. Not quite as bad. Speaking of Armageddon. <laughs> no, I got to know, why is that particularly for Mikey? It's not a Sodom movie. If he would have picked it, you would have found out. But <laughs> you better hope he doesn't lose again because he's not getting the choice next time. So diabolical. Dang, okay. Back to Armageddon. This is a pod about the movie Armageddon. I guess this is our official pod because hopefully no one will ever choose us again. Can we choose one twice? How does that work? No. I'll choose nope. this again. <laughs> well, no, that's going to set off a terrible chain of events. Pappy wants to choose Time Bandits again. Oh, I would gosh. agree to sit down to that. <laughs> episode 300. Pappy's last episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Happy's last revenge. Time bandits redo. <laughs> oh my goodness. So Armageddon has an A and a B plot. The B plot to me is um, Billy Bob Thornton um, with Bruce Willis and just kind of being like the Earth side of command for NASA. Um, I thought he played a serviceable role in this film. Stevie, I bet you loved him in particular. I did love him, especially <laughs> with the Forrest Gump braces they revealed. When he was like, I wanted to be up there with you. And they like, they like do like this like super fast motion cut to his legs where he has like wheeling braces going back and forth all Forrest Gumpy. I love that part. Wait, you, yeah. why did you say that was a, f- I mean, every cut is pretty fast in this movie, right? I mean. I don't think there's like one tracking shot. I think every like shot is no more than three seconds long. The average for this film is actually 1.5 seconds per cut. Jesus Christ. Holy, Holy shit. <laughs> Brett, does that I surprise mean, you? Did you have like a headache after watching this? No, I I had no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Brett has space dementia. <laughs> no. I have space now. It's better than space herpes, but um no i i don't know that technical stuff you're talking about that doesn't make any sense to me so every shot lasted on screen an average of (laughs) 1.5 seconds oh jeez okay that's not (laughs) bad so it's like the anti-tarantino it's terrifying to watch yeah the (laughs) anti-birdman you you guys notice he likes to get like extra like these aren't just close-up on actors faces it's like an extra close-up and it really bothered me on it, who though? Which close-ups on who? Oh, every astronaut. They would just flit through close-ups of everybody. Are you talking <laughs> about like, <laughs> Bruce Willis's <laughs> giant ass forehead, or <laughs> like who are you talking about? Ben Affleck's confused ass look. This is spoiler, so we'll get to the end really quick. But before Bruce Willis dies, and he has like that moment with the tear, it made me feel like every close-up in the movie was like to build to that close-up. Daddy? Hi, Gracie. Hi, honey. Grace, I know I promised you I was coming home. I don't understand. Looks like I'm going to have to break that promise. I am... I lied to you, too. When I told you that I didn't want to 
be like you. Because I am like you. And everything good that I have inside of me, I have from you. I love you so much, Daddy. And I'm so proud of you. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I know it, baby. But there won't be anything to be scared of soon. And it was not it was good. I cried. No. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed. I laughed in claps. Uh, did you really cry, Stevie? Oh, dude, I cry in this movie all the time. It's a tearjerker for me. <laughs> what about it makes you like? Is it the the fact that Bruce Willis is sacrificing himself? Is that what gets you? Is it the the fact that he finally let someone else drill his daughter? Is that what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> AJ Frost Drilling Company. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why that happens. It's almost like a Titanic moment with Celine Dion just like screaming in the background. I don't know why. It just gets me. Except with Aerosmith. <laughs> Except, yeah, it's, you know, Aerospace. Don't want to miss it. I miss you, baby. <laughs> There's, <laughs> There's only one movie that I almost cry in every time I watch it, and that's Rudy. I know. It doesn't. Like when he opens a letter and then when he gets a sack, those are like, those are tough scenes for me. I get upset when I have to listen to the band Aerosmith play music. Um, <laughs> I'll make that my Chuck Freebie segue for that. Um, <laughs> I think it's so weird in this movie that they're really doubling down on the point that a father is watching his daughter have sex. or Whether it's the drilling, the artist singing the song as Liv Tyler does sexual things, or Bruce Willis like staring at her doing it or catching her in the act like why do you guys think that's such a big plot point in this movie i think you're making it a plot point no it's no it's definitely the movie is is about like giving your daughter to another man like it ends on a wedding scene yeah yeah Yeah, there's no like independent like that's what the movie's about like what happens in the movie is like they drill in space but the movie's really about like bruce willis (laughs) drilling back here on earth yeah, giving away his daughter. And it's also like, I don't know, it's just got so many like sexual overtones too with like the whole Steve Buscemi pedophilia slash stripper thing. I didn't know her age. <laughs> that? <laughs> that kind of takes us back to the beginning and I'm pleased you mentioned that, Pappy, because the B plot, which I already mentioned, was Billy Bob Thornton's like pretty good acting. There's not really much else to say. I honestly, it just hits like the beats of every space movie you'd ever seen. Like, trouble happens. He's cool under pressure. He's like stressed out when they're going to die. I, is there anything I'm missing? Assembling the crew. Dude, the assembling the crew is awesome. But at the beginning, <laughs> this, the main A threat is introduced with Bruce Willis literally attempt, I would say attempted murder on peace activists and green what is it pappy the people in the boat greenpeace like yeah sea shepherd like he's just drilling whale watchers at him. Like, <laughs> that's attempted murder that could i don't know it could kill somebody i'm Fifty thousand a year in donations. What do you think 
get so mad about, Chick? Well, I think they feel that drilling for oil is an evil thing. You know how much diesel that clunker boat pumps out an hour? And to his point, they probably can't afford, afford a lawyer or something. But... <laughs> <laughs> He's such, okay, a, but, he's such a turd, and he whips out a shotgun and is shooting it all around the deck. And I think this movie just sets a tone where, like, this guy, ben, ben Affleck put it in the commentary as a salt of the earth kind of guy. And it's just <laughs> like, I don't I don't get it. It's really hard to relate to that aspect of this character. Okay, you got to bring up the Ben Affleck commentaries again. But first, like Stevie and I were talking about this before. Josh, like, what is the timeline of the A plot and the B plot in the very beginning? Because like, like Stevie, like Stevie said this like in the hijack. Like all of a sudden, Ben Affleck has his own oil company. Like he gets fired the day yeah. before. Ah <laughs> uh, man, this is just kind of like in Ocean's Eleven when Brad's Pitt in the sequel is like all of a sudden like a hotel mogul. Like, I think. That's so unbelievable. This is one day. The idea is that he was like successful on his own. And I think that's like character they're trying to build. As far as any reasonable timeline though, like I don't I'm not gonna stick up for this movie. No, it doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> I was just asking if you had like a like a thought. Is it like literally just like a mistake or was it supposed to be like weeks ahead past like it was a mistake because he makes yeah. other mis- michael bay makes many other mistakes in this movie there's michael an, bay no way just on the space <laughs> side of it the technical side of it alone space wise there's 160 known nasa errors and that's not even counting oh, errors in continuity which we're bringing up like he clearly doesn't care about that um <laughs> So anyway, Brett, what do, what do you think about Bruce Willis uh, trying to murder two people in the first scene? I mean, he's Seems a real pretty Republican to me. Salt of the Earth guy. <laughs> I wouldn't know about that. Murder? I'm, jo- I'm joking, Brett, and anyone can feel free to <laughs> chime in here. Murder. But like, after no, I don't know. He's, after a he's school, just... well, I was after a school shooting, which we just recently had. It's kind of weird to have someone bring out a real gun in like a playful way in a movie, like a good guy, the main Jesus guy. It's weird. Yeah. Also, what were they testing on that lab on that oil rig? He was like shooting into like a laboratory. Where there's a bunch of like vials and a bunch of like test tubes running out like in and out. I was like, what? The, what are they doing on there? That's the thing about Michael Bay is like he makes movies for a very specific kind of person, like. Who like in a political season we would call like NASCAR dads like that's who, <laughs> like <laughs> who the target audience for this movie is for and so it's like <laughs> the whole aspect NASCAR of like chasing dads. chasing a potential boyfriend away with a shotgun was like quintessential NASCAR dad lore. That's also like also <laughs> Aerosmith. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't think Michael Bay actually likes these things. <laughs> I don't know though. Like his political views or something? I have no idea. I, I, I mean, I don't know if Michael Bay actually likes Aeros, Aerosmith. I think he's got kind of a contempt for his audience in a lot of ways. Mm. Since I kind of interrupted right? Brett there a second ago, I'll toss this question to him. Do you like Aerosmith? Aerosmith's all right, I guess. I mean, I don't get what you guys are acting like. They're like the worst no, band ever. Sure. I love Aerosmith. They I like had Aerosmith. Their early yeah. 90s, like their album uh, was that Get a Grip. It has some jams on it. Crazy, crying, amazing, living on the edge. That That is a really good album. I Brett, think it bothers like me, really and maybe there. Jordan can pipe in, but like, 
I'm pretty sure my mom thinks this band was like sexy, and that really <laughs> bothers me. That wears on. <laughs> <laughs> I think that like the the band is kind of like the movie where I'm like, uh, it could have been good back then, but it just makes me laugh kind of now. All the songs, it just cracks me up along with the movie. Jordan, did you cry during this movie? <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> I laughed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the 40 minutes you watched? Yes. I'll probably That's finish it at, one, at some point. That brings up an interesting topic, though, because for a punishment episode, I'm the only one, I guess, like required to actually watch it, unlike normal movie review episodes, supposedly. But um, did you guys all watch it? No, I did. Or have yep. you ever seen it? You, Brett, you've seen it, though, right? Uh, I've seen it like 10 times. There Jordan, you go. Jordan. Uh, yeah, I've seen it a couple of times. It's Michael Bay's third best movie. I had to watch it. This was honestly behind my favorite. The Rock. This is the my Rock first and Bad time. Boys. Yeah. Ooh, The Rock is really good. And Bad Boys is classic. This is a Disney movie, right? Sorry, Josh, I interrupted you. No, you. Didn't. It was also my first time. <laughs> Are you serious, Pappy? <laughs> <laughs> this is your punishment what? movie. <laughs> how did you know so much about it to make it a custom pick for you? That's weird. it fits so well i hate this because he knows that i love it <laughs> I, I i didn't i actually didn't know that stevie loved it i just had heard enough about it that i thought oh josh will probably hate this so, like, i wouldn't want to give you 120 days of sodom because you'd like it too much <laughs> yeah there's rape involved <laughs> jeez what what Wow, I don't know how I got stuck with that, but uh, moving on, Pappy, you said something about first times and whatnot. Liv Tyler and Ben Affleck start hooking up. And yeah, yeah. Bruce Willis <laughs> catches them, chases them with a shotgun like we talked about, and then they have a subsequent scene where they're out like in the middle of nowhere, and I think on the hijack you guys might have touched on it a little bit, but Pappy, Stevie, you said... That he was doing a specific sexual act with the animal crackers, and that never occurred to me. Though her blouse is open, admittedly. Do they show it? So, like, yeah. So he's got the animal cracker, <laughs> and what was he doing? He's like moving up by her chest. What was he say? He said he's doing about, some like yeah. crocodile Dundee Steve Irwin commentary. Oh, yeah. And here are the luscious mounds full of milk or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. talking, about bo- talking about her bags. And then he and then he sticks the animal cracker down her pants. And then she looks up at him and says, do you think anybody else in the world is doing this exact thing right now? It's like, dude, no, bitch. No one is getting fucked by an animal, finger banged by an animal cracker <laughs> right now. Anywhere. Baby, you have such sweet pillow talk. I got like little animal cracker Discovery Channel thing happening right here. <laughs> Watch the gazelle as he grazes through the open plains. <laughs> now look, as the cheetah approaches. Watch as he stalks his prey. Now the gazelle's a little spooked, and he could head north to the ample sustenance provided <laughs> by the mountainous peaks above. <laughs> The gazelle now faces man's most perilous question. North. So, way down under. 
You're the only girl with a gazelle upper hoo ha. <laughs> right. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> why do they do? Why is this in the movie? I guess it's maybe the best part of the movie because of how Aerosmith is also playing is, in the background of this scene. Yeah. <laughs> Something about the weirdness of this almost makes this a good scene, but I don't know why it's in what? It. Any ideas? Uh, which scene? Sorry, I was looking something up for Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> the the animal cracker sex scene. Oh, I don't know. Just arm to, break. I mean, it could have been cut out. This movie is two and a half hours long. So, yeah, we'll probably know. cut out just, that comment you just made. Anyway, moving along. I think they're. I think they're. I think they're trying to. Uh, um, just to show how much like in love they are and how weird they are and how they need each other to set it up for him possibly dying at the end. Brett, what's what, but, the next what's the next sex scene between them? Do you remember the one after this? Aerosmith is also playing in yes. the background again. <laughs> uh, no, is that the one where there he sings I'm leaving on a jet plane? No. I don't uh, I don't remember another Do you guys do you guys recall where they're like sitting in it's like a hanger. In the hangar? Yeah, in the yeah. hangar. And there's oh, like a drill. Yeah, yeah. And there's like a perfect <laughs> romantic light. And they're like on a ladder or something. And Bruce Willis just stares at them for five minutes yeah. and doesn't While he's move. like taking her shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> and Steven Tyler's playing. If I could stay awake. Yeah, the whole time. <laughs> you hear me Michael Bay's idea of love is so weird. <laughs> Wait, yeah. he did Pearl Harbor too, right? Yeah. Yeah, his idea of love is god awful. How how would you describe his idea of love? It's like some juvenile, s- super stereotypical Americana, but like very juvenile. There's no like um, layers to it. It's just I'm a male, you're a woman. We're both attractive. We must be in love. <laughs> It's very just, I can't even, it's very on the surface. Yeah, and she's just like, she just like needs a man, like, like to like protect her. Like, that's the whole thing too, is like protecting her and all this stuff. Like, you know, like he's the big strong man and she's just like this like little girl the whole movie. Like she maybe has, yeah, she has one scene maybe where she's like speaking Mandarin and she's also like yelling at her dad too, like I can fuck whoever I want, dad. Like right in front of Chinese businessmen, like which yeah. is so weird. <laughs> I really other than that, she's so dis- passive. I really dislike that uh, the way they kind of dropped that exposition. It was she was basically summing up their lifetime's worth of a relationship that has to have so many ups and downs, like their father and daughter and. By all accounts, she's like lived with him her whole life, but for some reason, right now she's like screaming their most personal details on the rig in front of like investors or something. A lot of pent up rage. So weird, yeah. I was playing with titanium death gauges when I should have been playing with dolls. I mean, I learned about the birds and the bees from Freddie Noonan's tattoos. Look, I was raised on Roughnecks by you, and now you get all shocked and shaken when I fall in love with one. So who is the hypocrite here, Harry? Huh? Look at all those nice pipes up there. Listen to me, Grace. No, I want you to- listen to me, Harry. I grew up. Plus, there's nothing better than those Chinese investors being covered in oil from head to toe and going thumbs up, thumbs, <laughs> thumbs up. high, thumbs high. <laughs> <laughs> who said that they had seen this the most? Was that Brett? 
It's like ten times no, probably, or something. Probably Stevie. I, I, probably, probably me and Brett are, are running running close. Well, Brett and Stevie, have you guys taken the time to watch the commentary? Pappy sent me a couple links today, and I watched them. But have you guys seen that side of it? I've, I no, have. I mean, not, I know about like, it. Listen to the full commentary, but I've listened to a few of Ben Affleck's and a couple of uh, Michael Bay's. I mean, the Ben Affleck thing—that's like the one of the best commentary lines ever that you're probably about to talk about. What's that, Brett? Just the thing that everyone kind of wanted to know, that it's got to be easier to train astronauts to drill than drillers to be astronauts. <laughs> that, and you can just tell on one of them, like, Ben Affleck is just going after Michael Bay and Bruce Willis when, like, Bruce Willis is going over, like, uh, he's like, oh, you've been training for eight months on my transmission, and now you want to try and use it? They don't know what they're doing. And Ben Affleck's like, it's drilling. They're yeah. just drilling. They're Stick it in the ground they're really, and They're drill. really smart. <laughs> yeah. Just like the old in and out. Like I said. <laughs> I asked Michael why it was easier to train oil drillers to become astronauts than it was to train astronauts to become oil drillers. And he told me to shut shut, shut the fuck up. So that, that was the end of that talk. He was like, you know, Ben, just shut up, okay? You know, this is a real plan, all right? I was like, you mean it's a real plan at NASA to train oil drillers? He was like, just shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want my crew because they're the best. Bus- Why are they the best? I don't know, but they're the best. That is the best. <laughs> it's such a strange choice because in the American psyche, astronauts are definitely bigger heroes, and they could have made an, an eclectic group of astronauts that had to go into space, but this is just the thought occurring to me i haven't read this anywhere on the internet or anything but could it is it not so hard to believe that some giant oil company pushed this script to make the oil rig guys seem like american heroes does disney have any uh in like investments in oil they're like all plastic Disney's plastic. It's got such a weird agenda, too, because I was telling Stevie this. I think this is the only movie I've ever seen where a nuclear bomb is literally the answer to everyone's problems. <laughs> <laughs> that's like never an artistic choice that's made in film ever. Batman, <laughs> that, oh, Batman versus Superman. Batman versus Superman, maybe the first Cloverfield, but it's a very interesting. Yeah, it's pretty rare. Idea. Yeah. Well, they kind of speak to that trope in this movie where the president or one of the top generals or something says, why don't we send a hundred thousand billion million nukes at it and blow it out of the sky? (laughs) (laughs) Why don't we just send up 150 nuclear warheads and blast that rock apart? Terrible idea. He's the president from Rick and Morty. Mr. President from Rick and Morty. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. seriously. You should know that the president's scientific advisors are suggesting that a nuclear blast could change this asteroid's trajectory. I know the president's chief scientific advisor. We're at MIT together. And in a situation like this, you you really don't want to take the advice from medical to C-minus in astrophysics. We talked about the love scenes. Um, I think after that, they kind of, they've been introducing this crazy, goofy cast and crew Including Owen Wilson and Steve Buscemi. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. It felt like Michael Bay spent his budget on just procuring an actor to play a comedy role instead of writing funny things for that person to say. (laughs) (laughs) This is how I would put it. I don't know. Owen Wilson's got my favorite line in the whole movie, though. 
which well, is, Owen Wilson wasn't a big like. Uh, no, he was small. This time. No, but yeah. the the scariest environment imaginable. That's all you had to say. I love that. <laughs> I do like that. It's, prob- scene it's probably he's... playing in the background. <laughs> probably not playing. <laughs> 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 oh man, you. <laughs> You brought you made me think of that scene with Owen Wilson where he's like, I'm half excited, but half feel like I'm gonna die. But also mostly <laughs> excited. Something like that. I don't know, it was really funny. Yeah. I'll, I mean, I'm kidding, I'll play space. your clip and I mean, clip. but we're still in inner space, we're not even in outer space yet. <laughs> What's it gonna be like up there? Two hundred degrees in sunlight, minus two hundred in the shade, canyons of razor sharp rock, unpredictable gravitational conditions, unexpected eruptions. Things like that. Okay, so the scariest environment imaginable. Thanks. That's all you gotta say. Scariest environment imaginable. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> you doing, Oscar? Great. I got that excited, scared feeling. Like ninety-eight percent excited, two percent scared. Maybe it's more. It could be two. It could be ninety-eight percent scared, two percent excited. But that's what makes it so intense. Is it's so confused. I can't really figure it out. Will you make mine really tight because I don't want to fall out. I mean, almost to the point of cutting off circulation. Must be a comfort to know that if the space program goes under, you can always get a job at Helga's House of Pain. Huh? Jordan, what do you think of Steve Buscemi then? We are, we just touched on Owen Wilson, I guess. Uh, pedophile Steve Buscemi? Yes. Um, <laughs> explain yourself. Wait, did Michael Bay also do Con Air? I, was, I, I don't think so. Uh, he might have produced it, though. Oh, I'm not sure. Um. Yeah, Steve Buscemi is a pedophile who regularly makes a in the movie. <laughs> Allegedly, in the movie, he never knows Steve how young the the women is that he's with. Um, he also frequents strip clubs. It's about as far. But as I, I will got. say, Stevie, you, this movie isn't about giving up a daughter's virginity at all, though, right? They bring up tampons and pedophilia and stuff. That was kind of a weird part where she was like. Mm. Rock yeah, out, show me like how to use my, like uh, use the tampon when I got my first period. It's like, why is that in the script? Is that for like I don't a comedic? Translates very well. Is that for comedic effect? Like I don't. This movie's very uneven. Happy, give it to us straight. He showed me how to use my first tampon. Like what a weird <laughs> turn of phrase. Like. <laughs> Even if that's supposed to be like an analogy for like he took care of me, because later they're like, we're all your daddy. First time I got my period, Rock had to take me in tight pants with Tampax, and then he had to show me how to use them, Harry. Oh, I, I, I told her how to use it. I didn't show her, Harry. Do you think this is brave by Michael Bay? Well, okay, I wanted to bring up, do you remember like the only other female astronaut, Watts. Josh? Jimber Her- Herplot? I remember her face briefly. I don't remember. I feel like she, she got in the way. Yeah. She, so like, yeah. So there's like only two women and then the other woman disappears for 20 minutes and then she's like trying to fix the machine and like, she's just fucking it up cause she's dumb in the context and the Russian of the movie. Yeah. Shove her. He pushes her down to the ground and starts wailing on it, like <laughs> beating it into submission. And then the machine like works. Telling you, please, This woman's trying to think. No, push her to the ground and beat it, and then it will work. It's so weird. Like I don't think it's weird or strange. It's straight up 
fucked up. And I don't know why this is a part of our society at all. I don't. I really don't. Yeah, that that, that toxic masculinity. What do you think he's trying to say with the movie, Josh? I think he's trying to say Titanic was a pretty big hit. I'll make another (laughs) American disaster movie with a crammed-in love story. Uh, It's James Cameron. (laughs) James, James Cameron. No, America's pioneer. I know, but he. I know I've been mixing them up all day, and maybe that's for valid reasons. Like they specifically said that this love story was shoehorned into the movie because of the success of Titanic and the love scenes and the romance that drove it. Crazy thing is, too, I watched Armageddon at nine in the morning, and afterwards, my wife legitimately said can we watch titanic next and we watch titanic <laughs> so there is some validity mm. to disney doing that shit well and it's so weird too if you think about like the sex scenes i feel like titanic is a pg-13 movie at the time it came out Dude, that was an r with was it r no it's pg-13 no, but you see titty and they say the f word that's an r movie yeah and i'm specifically talking about kate winslet the nude scene yeah and i feel like this movie, Armageddon, is like, how can we top a boob scene? I got it. An animal cracker uh, below the belt scene. <laughs> With Steven Tyler screaming in the background. <laughs> and it went through all the due processes and actually became a movie. And that's where we are now. J.J. Abrams wrote the screenplay. So J.J. Abrams had it. Had a finger in that animal cracker. <laughs> <laughs> I just love boxes. I still, I feel like I keep trying to toss to Brett and Stevie because I want you guys to really defend the film here. Do you guys take anything good away from the messaging? Do you think we're off base at all? Or is it mostly just like a feel good, like fun movie for you to watch? Like, why do you guys enjoy this movie? I can't imagine watching this again in a year. Good, good cast. I think it's. I think it's funny. Uh, I think it's entertaining. I mean, it's fun. I know I, you. I said that a week ago, but I just think it's just a fun movie to pop in every once in a while on a Sunday. It is a fun movie to pop in every once in a while, and Brett's right. It does have an all-star cast. I mean, you have Billy Bob, an unknown Owen Wilson at the time, Michael, Michael Duncan Clark. Uh, ben Affleck coming off strong from Goodwill Hunting. Liv Tyler, who's just starting her career. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just kind of one of those, it's um, kind of like a brain dead movie to watch. Yep. That's the best way I can describe it. You just kind of turn your brain off when you watch it and just try to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's one of Michael Bay's strengths as a director? Like being able to land talent in a lot of it, maybe? He, to find something in his older days, he it was. I mean, if you've seen The Last Transformers, you think, my God, what the hell is Michael Bay doing with his life? Yeah. Mm. Anthony Hopkins? Yeah. There's At least there are some strong female characters in those movies, too. Oh. Yeah, they're not objectified at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, why do you guys think he keeps... I mean, this proved a success. That's why he keeps getting work. But why are these... Six, like, this made half a billion... The Why top is... grossing film of 1998. So I don't want to ignore really? what, like, yeah. Holy I don't want to ignore what Stevie and Brett are saying, and 
I know my I personally just don't like it, but a lot of people voted with their money and really did like this film. I mean, like the late '90s had a lot of these like big emotional disaster movies. Like Independence Day is kind of a disaster movie, or it's sudden impact. It's very similar. Sudden impact. Titanic's kind of a disaster movie. Like. Oh, yeah. These were just big at the time. This came out simultaneously with Deep Impact, which is another one of those films. Godzilla tried, and it (laughs) was terrible. Failed. (laughs) (laughs) Godzilla has yet to recover. Let me take another Josh Deep Tornado. Dive. Is this like Twister? Kind of a... I mean... Twister? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Oh, that's a spoiler pick. I love Twister. Tornado. Or Dante's Peak. (laughs) (laughs) What was your deep thought dive, Josh? Never mind, it doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> please. No, 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 I come on. I'm glad please. you guys talked it's right your, over it. You can't, you can't just it's do It's your that. episode. You... <laughs> I'm just wondering why, what epidemics were there? What did this mirror in real life that made American cinema and moviegoers obsessed? Dude, the special effects of this movie, movie are really good, even by today's standards. No, I'm talking about all disaster movies as oh. a whole. Like, why Why was that such a big thing? You guys? I think it's always a big thing. I think it's just kind of like 9-11 killed it for a while, and now it's even starting to come back a little bit with, like, Geostorm making... Oh, That's a great movie. Yeah, I mean... Like, I Tornado think, yeah. Heist. No, Hurricane Heist comes out, uh, I think, in a couple weeks. I'm so excited for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> you see, there's a huge market. I texted Pappy. There's a huge market I texted for Pappy after I saw the trailer for that, and I was like, dude... There's a movie called Hurricane Heist, and it looks so dumb. I have to see. I it. am a resident of Alabama. He <laughs> <laughs> says that in the trailer. I guess speaking for myself, I do have this deep ingrained thought as a human on Earth that we could be blowing ourselves up any moment, and maybe this appeals to that in a person. I have a question. Why is this movie so goddamn pro-American? It's like every other shot as a little kid in Texas with like waving around an American flag just to really drive <laughs> it dusty. home. Like he's like he's in the Dust Bowl of the 1950s. <laughs> yeah, or like every shot of like middle America or Western America, whatever you want to call it, looks like a Coke commercial. Well, Brett, I know yeah. it's like a Budweiser commercial. Brett was like it, yeah. Brett was like defending this before the podcast. So I would say it doesn't really bother me that like people are patriotic so much as it's like when it's pretty much only america saving the world and then it's like all of the shots of like the other countries just like watching america save everybody and like cheering <laughs> and like their hindu temples or like paris like even though yeah the eiffel tower just got wiped out everyone's like still happy like i don't know it's just weird people in scotland running around with sheep listening to it on a radio in the middle of nowhere didn't bother you brett not an issue no i mean i i, I don't really pay attention to stuff like that I mean, yeah. What's, it's, what's the main things you like? What do you pay attention to? I don't know. What's in front of me? Not. I don't know, man. I. <laughs> yeah, it's it's American. I, I was just messing with you before that. I, I mean, I don't know why they think America could save the world. I mean, World War One, World War Two, <laughs> <laughs> undefeated in the World Wars. Dude, that's a good. That's a good one. <laughs> No, I mean, it's corny, but I don't know. It doesn't really bother me. It bothered me that the only Mexican in the movie died five minutes in space. That bothered me. I'm just throwing that out there. His name was Noonan. I didn't know there was an Italian. Are you sure you're not thinking about Steve Buscemi? 
<laughs> Trying not to. Well, we see what happens when you throw up a space shuttle with a bunch of different nations on it. It ends up like the Cloverfield Paradox and nobody <laughs> like that. So, His arms crawling around. <laughs> have a russian presence in the movie and i guess we can touch on that character really quick besides giving the female astronaut the boot he kind of plays this like you're, you're kind of wondering if he's like good or evil the whole movie uh jordan where do you think he kind of landed in there dude what do you what are your final thoughts on that guy um i think you might need to throw somebody else on this one <laughs> space cowboy that's kind of what it was i've i haven't seen the end in several years. <laughs> yeah, Josh, it's your punishment episode. What did, I guess that's the nature of a what punishment What did you think movie. of him, Josh? You should be the one answering these questions. Yeah, man, you tell me. Was he good or bad? I think Russians are our friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah, there's a Russian on, on it. Peter Stormare. Huge... There's a huge cast and crew. They're going back and forth to the homeland and bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> the cast <laughs> dies, yeah, 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 including uh, Owen Wilson, um, which was really sad, actually, because he was starting to grow on me a little bit in the film. He's pretty funny. Oh, wow. That was Yeah, so that was a sad moment. And then I guess Ben Affleck is kind of left for dead with wow. the Russian. And, and Bear. Bruce Willis. Yep, 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 yep. And Bruce Willis and his squad, who mostly survived, start trying to drill. And what happens to their drill, Stevie? What do you, well, which time? When it blows like a bit, it blows two transmissions, or when it blows Max off into space? Whatever it is that proves that Bruce Willis's drill is now <laughs> impotent. Right, and, for, and this whole time... Uh, ben Affleck like, to... <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but like this whole movie, what really bothers me about this movie... Is there's a clock constantly ticking in this movie, like they constantly remind you. Kiefer Sutherland should be there. God, <laughs> no, no one respects the presence of the clock. Like Bruce Willis will just like monologue for like five minutes for no. As reason. he has but a dude's dude. throat and vice grips. <laughs> Do you want to help me or not? It's like okay, there's like a minute left. Come on. But Josh, I think your penis metaphor is very apt. <laughs> Thank you. I was drills. trying. I was trying to go there. So that was Bruce really Willis good. Proved... Yeah. His drill yeah, doesn't he's... work anymore, and so now mm-hmm. he has to hand off his woman to a to a fresh young drill. <laughs> <laughs> Rough <laughs> coming up over the mountain. Yeah. And that through trial and tribulation, bada boom, bada bing. A Which why why do why do these things have fucking Uzis on them? Why do, <laughs> why do the space rovers have Uzis on them? Like, are they worried about an alien? Like. No, no, no. They they explain that because didn't they? Steve Buscemi say a gun in space? No, no. That's for the pistol that what's his name has. Oh, but still, that explains all weaponry. I think. <laughs> all right. This is unbelievable, right? What bothered me was there's like this huge thing with before they're gonna blow up blow up the nuke. They'll be like, after seven minutes, we'll never have contact with them again. And they're talking with them throughout the whole goddamn movie after those seven minutes. <laughs> it's like. 
it's like this is like a big point in the movie. It's like okay, seven minutes left. This is like a, okay, you're starting to pull up some tension, and all of that goes out the window when Bruce Willis constantly talks to NASA. <laughs> I there's a part of me that felt like Bruce Willis talking a lot was almost earned in this movie because it's like if you were about to die by pressing like a suicide bomber button. I might actually try to monologue for a bit to push that time back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it literally almost like costs the mission. Like, cause after he monologues, he gets thrown into a pit and like, it's like a last second push. Like, you say the mission. And by that, you mean every living being yeah, on earth. The mission to, to save the mission to get his daughter boned by a fresh young, <laughs> like good breeding stock. <laughs> Do you guys think there's a moment in the movie that Bruce Willis like turns and he's if this is the major theme, him handing off his daughter, like what is it in Ben Affleck that is that turning point? And so what would be the lesson of this movie? Do you guys have that in mind at all? You first. <laughs> Dude, I think it's just because he can drill. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything besides that? <laughs> okay, that's my whole thing. Is like, so Bruce Willis is the character who like changes and grows, and we see him going from being, I guess, an overbearing father to someone who's gonna let his thirty-four-year-old daughter have sex. <laughs> but <laughs> she's twenty-one. <laughs> ben Affleck's character doesn't seem to move or change at all. At the beginning, he's headstrong and arrogant and pushes the machine too far, and like. At the end of the movie, in his like deciding moment, every gauge is telling him that he's about to make the same mistake he's been making the whole movie, pushing it too far, and there's no consequence for it. He just does it anyway, and it works out. It's like third time's the charm. I guess I was right the whole time. Like, and that's, that's how weird. you have sex. Yeah. You just push it till it breaks, <laughs> motherfucker. I don't get oh, it. Oh, God. <laughs> is that the first hard mf on... Spoilers, no. I'll probably edit that out. But. No, please keep it. Or bleep it. I don't care. Bleep it. I want that motherfucking way. <laughs> <laughs> but Pat. Is this the only Disney movie with the word fuck in it? Hmm. It's gotta be. Uh, oh. I'm sure The Rock had some F words in it. The Rock is a hard R. Who knows now, man? Didn't Disney just gain a ton of movies from Fox? I mean. This is Touchstone. But I know what you're saying. What's yeah, right, Brett? I, mean, I was gonna say. I mean, he, yeah, he does. Affleck like it does agree to make like the ultimate sacrifice at the end. I guess maybe that's him finally changing. And then again, he not thinking about yes. himself, which means he yes. has grown. Just took to the very, very end. But also in that previous scene, everyone's like. I'm willing to go. I'm willing to go. I'm willing to go. And Ben Affleck's like, yeah, let's draw some straws. He <laughs> <laughs> hadn't learned yet. I kind of wish they like would have all died together. I think that would have been a better ending than Bruce Willis crawling out of a pit with five seconds left. I thought that's how it ended because I'd never seen this before. I thought they all died. Well, there you go. <laughs> Michael Bay tricked you. I thought they all died too until Mikey said in our fucking G chat thread that Bruce Willis <laughs> he basically spelled out the ending like really easily. He's like, Yeah, Bruce Willis saves everyone, but he dies. <laughs> this is spoilers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> um 
I don't know. I I really wanted to segue with that right into yes or no's. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's just go ahead and go for it. Uh, Brett, uh, we you, you mind going first? I mean, again, considering what the movie is, it's not, I mean, it's Michael Bay. But I don't know. I thought, like I said before, I think it was a fun movie. I enjoy it. It's definitely a yes for me. Dog. All right, Stevie. This is a hell yes. Uh, I enjoy watching this movie every time it's on, whether I decide to put it on or it's just on. It makes me laugh. Uh, it just It's kind of a marvel to watch Michael Bay movies because there's literally a million shots in every one of his movies. So you can't say he's lazy in that department. But uh, this is a definite yes for me. Brother Jordan. I can't believe it's going to fall on my shoulders to give this movie a fuck no. (laughs) 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 Um, It is pretty funny going back and watching it, I think. It's very, like, riddled with cliches, even in only the first 45 minutes. (laughs) Um, And, uh, yeah, I I think that kind of tells it all that I was only able to watch 45 minutes and wasn't wasn't able or interested in watching the rest. Jordan, Probably Jordan said it. yes to Boss Baby, by the way, just to let everyone know. Oh, yeah, I did. Ooh, and Oscar Young nominated. Nuts. So is Armageddon <laughs> had like four Oscar nominations. Yes, it did. <laughs> and Pappy. Yeah, this is a fuck no for me, too. <laughs> I mean, it's... It t- like honestly, I enjoyed it to, like in the same way I enjoy the room, in that it's like so bad and schlocky and strange in the choices that are made that it's good. But like, there is a weird, like, masculine oppressing women element in this movie that like I, I think can't be denied. Like that's like he makes all of these weird, weird choices like with the characters and like. Not even like a let's remake Ocean's Eleven with all women type way, but it's just like, come on, you, got, you can't like make one person empowered and have station or something like, I don't know. But it's a no, but it's all it's just so bad. It's, Pappy, it's good. Are you saying are you saying when the Kinda. timer ran out at the end, that was the original time's up? Oh, Ooh. Ooh. hashtag. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and for my issue, no, I guess. As far as Brett Brett's point goes, like I just don't really think it's that funny. <laughs> Times up and Me Too and Guns. Um, this movie is like it's entertaining to watch, but I don't trust people enough to like say yes. I recommend this movie, and then they will think I'm recommending the themes that go along with it. Um, Does anybody look so for the themes no. in this movie? No. Yeah, dude, no. they're so overt. They're so overt. You can't I like. Think we, no one hammers. We drilled that themes. Dude, <laughs> dude, the whole movie is about like him giving his daughter away. That's like the whole monologue. When he dies, he sees his daughter. Like that's inner. Like he sees his daughter in his wedding dress. Like that's the whole subtext of the movie. It's right there, like in the open. Plus, Charlton Heston narrates the opening movie, like the opening lines of this movie. <laughs> So that like has to bump it up a whole grade to a yes for most people. In the beginning, there were dinosaurs. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and we can't saying. afford to show you. 
Speaking <laughs> of that, the, his la- the last dying moments when he has like those like visions of the past and present, and it so reminds me of Liv Tyler in Lord of the Rings, like Edwin. passing through time. Yeah, passing through time as an elf or whatever. Mm. I thought that was so funny. I was cracking up at an emotional point in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did I you know it's bad when Elrond's a better dad than their dad in this <laughs> movie? <laughs> I think a really good analogy for if you're going to like this movie or not is if when Bruce Willis is crying, if that makes you laugh or if that makes you cry as well. And I think we had two people that were get emotional like that, Brett and Stevie. (laughs) What? Oh, don't act like you weren't choked up during that Bruce Willis part. I always choke up during that part. (laughs) It's like saying I don't cry when I hear Celine Dion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cry when I hear oh, I'm obviously the least emotional person on this podcast, so I don't like the. <laughs> as far as crying goes, piece. no. <laughs> no, he. No. So you got me rattled. You got me rattled. All right, Brett, you're a real tough guy. <laughs> Just like the oil rigging crew, dude. You belong to it right here. Yeah, I'm toxically masculine. I got it. <laughs> uh, I'm just joking, Me too. Brett. Uh, I like I said before, this movie made a lot of money, and I, there's some worth in seeing it. It's I laid out that stat earlier that um, each cut was 1.5 seconds long. Another astounding feat this movie had was that it shot on over a million feet of real film. Can't call him lazy. Right. Oh. <sighs> It's just hard to believe that this like kind of critical mess came out of a million feet of film, <laughs> and it calls like all those questions that Pappy had into question. Like I'm sure they had other versions of scenes, but this is like they went for it. <laughs> they really <laughs> complete with Steven Tyler and Liv Tyler. That whole thing. I I could have talked about that this whole pod because I think that's so weird. You know? <laughs> Ben Affleck has, like, stated this movie was kind of a joke. Steve Buscemi kind of hates it looking back on it because he accepted his role as, like, he's supposed to be, like, a smart geologist. And as soon as they hired him, they rewrote a bunch of his lines so that he was, like, a sleazy dude. file? <laughs> that's, that's true. And I love Bruce it when... Got it. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I love it when he was, like... Captain America over here overshot the landing field by 26 miles. And he's like, how do you know that? And Steve Buscemi just goes, because I'm a genius. (laughs) (laughs) That's why. It's writing like that that makes me love this movie. Bruce Willis got in a public fight with Michael Bay, and they both chimed in against each other. And I guess Bruce Willis kind of outed Michael Bay as a screaming on set director, which kind of... Surprise me? I guess I don't know anything really about the dude's personal life. Well, like, is that is that known to you guys already? Like that's obvious. Got Megan Fox fired. I like when Michael Bay has his cameo in the movie, so he pops up as a scientist, and like the literally the next words in the in the film are "It's huge." <laughs> like dude, there's there's no way that was unintentional. That it's Michael Bay, and then it's huge right afterwards. Josh. Just keep in mind, Bruce Willis said that, and uh, what Kevin Smith said, he was like the biggest douchebag he ever worked with. So take that yeah. for what it's worth. 
Kevin Smith said it was soul crushing to work with him. I will, Wait, what? I will also take Wait, Michael what? Bay. Oh, okay. What was that? What was Kevin that? Smith said Who? it was soul crushing the to other, work with the other uh, guys or hmm. oh, Kapow, Kapow, oh, I get it mixed up. Okay. Yeah, he said he just like loved Bruce Willis so much. It was like so disappointing to meet with like a hero, yeah. and then he's such a jerk. But you know, everyone has good days and bad days. What I was gonna say a second ago is that Michael Bay has also, su- like, since the film's release, specifically in a 2013 article, uh, he stated that he like was forced through the third act and would redo the whole thing if he could and like basically distance himself from the film and said it wasn't his proudest moment Um, but I think that kind of plays into like I don't know what Stevie and Brett are saying anyway that it's about the fun of the movie not necessarily the scientific fact and accuracy is that a good way to sum that up yeah mind numbing entertainment yeah, it's like watching WWE, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you don't I go in for the authenticity. The they should remake Armageddon with The Rock. He'd do it. They should make The Rock with The Rock. The Rock with The Rock. Nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was spoilers. Did you give that a yes or a no? I don't... Oh, you did? Oh, I had no yeah. idea. That was sports. No, no, wait. No, no he, he said, said yes. No. You already said no. I meant no. to say no. Play the tape. Meant to say Play no. it back. He said yes. Three, two. Put it on the board. He said yes. That was spoilers. No, that was spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst ending. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme. Our number is 903-776-4507. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Please don't forget to leave us a review by searching for movie spoilers, clicking on the cereal bowl, select the reviews tab, and leave us some stars and some words. That was spoilers. I just love boxes.